We might just be in France, but this is global. These players are icons, their stories are noble in fact. Each story into the game is golden. It's way more than just a game. It's a player's story into the pitch and all that she overcame is football 2019 and this is its brand new face. Football Inside Out by Copper 90. What's up, football friends? My name is Monkey. I'm Heath. And this is Football Inside Out, a podcast from Copa 90. We're coming to you every day from the Copa 90 Clubhouse in Paris, bringing you all the excitement from the 2019 Women's World Cup in France. Yes, we are. And please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And here's what we have for you today. USA legend Julie Foudy stopped by the clubhouse to give us her thoughts on the progress of the U.S. national team. And we hear from Swedish striker... Fridolina Rolfo. But here are the five things you need to know going into your day. Football Inside Out by Copper 90. Number one, France were very good. They won two, oh, they weren't very good, but they found a way to get through. The home team is still moving on, which is a big thing for the tournament. You want those hosts to keep going on because everybody stays excited about it. They won 2 1 in extra time. Uh, they had really good super subs, which I was excited about. Cascarina was very good. Yes. Up and coming uh, winger or striker, very uh, Mbappe like, long stride, glides across the pitch. Very good. They won. I thought they would be more dominant than they were, but it's going to make the next round very interesting. Yeah. Brazil, though, like a win against Brazil, you find a way to win. It feels like a huge win regardless because they're they're one of the bigger countries. So France versus potentially US or Spain. Yes. We'll see. Yeah. Number two, England won uh, against Cameroon 3-0. Mm-hmm. It was a spicy game. Yeah. It was a very spicy game. There was a few VAR calls. I mean, most of the VAR, I don't know, all the VAR our calls are right, yeah. but Cameroon did not agree, which moves us on to I number know, three. I know, I'm not letting you take number three. You you can move yeah. that to number three. Number two is Jill Scott. Oh, We're talking about yeah, Jill, Jill Scott. Scott. 18th Jill Scott. World Cup appearance, passing Peter Shilton on the all-time World Cup matches played list. That's an incredible feat. Congrats to her. That's something you definitely need to know. But number three... Jill Scott! All right, number three. <laughs> number three, Phil Neville was not happy. No. Well, I'm paraphrasing here, uh, but he said, I'm afraid today we saw behavior that was unacceptable on the football field. He was obviously complaining just about the complaining and petitioning of calls. The Cameroonian players also very physical, playing a bit dirty, but ultimately just constantly protesting everything happening on the pitch. And it was just poor behavior that he thought. Yeah, watch those highlights, people. It was a crazy, crazy game. Yeah. Number four, Miss Banks. Yeah, she's coming into the clubhouse today. The doors open at 7.30 p.m., performance at 8, but you want to get here nice and early. It's Miss Banks. You don't want to miss that. And also, we have a 9 o'clock game, so there's a lot of entertainment. And uh, number five, the U.S. will take on Spain, as we mentioned, in the early match, and then Canada take on Sweden. Uh, They'll go head-to-head in the late match, and we will have a clearer indicator as to who really is les les favorites for I think the semifinals or finals. Like, By the end teams. of the day, we will know who's going to face England. Have you noticed though that like Brazil and France, the speed of the game is already faster than 99% of yeah. the matches we've seen so yeah. far in this tournament. It's only going to get faster and faster. Players are going to have to think faster, have less room for error because you're now stepping into a caliber of quality that you will get punished for mistakes. Exactly. And if it's up to my girlfriend, then no, we will not. <laughs> we'll have a real problem. Yeah. Well, those are the five things you need to know going into your day. Welcome to Football Inside Out by Copper 90. Well, yeah, here we are. Another day. <laughs> another day. Another, what day is it today? <laughs> it is uh, Sunday. No, it's Monday. It's Monday, guys. Um, we've been, we're over halfway. Yeah. 
we're well into the competition and we are over halfway. We're going to Leon soon. I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited to just beat this heat wave that's coming. Ooh. So whether you are in France, coming to France or not in France, we have a weather update for the next five days. Uh, I'll do the Fahrenheit. You can do the Celsius. Okay, okay? sure, yeah. Uh, 92, 94, 98, 99, 99, 95 is the next days. How many days did you just do? Five or six. Okay, it's roughly about 34, 35, 36, and then it goes 39. Back wow. down to 35, something like that. That is That's unacceptable. Hot. It's hot. These cities weren't built for heat waves. There's not exactly like, head to the AC. Like if you go anywhere in, in, in the US that has 1% chance of a heat wave, there is AC there. What do you think of um, like the very European Y-front speedo uh, swimwear that men wear in Europe? That's not really a thing in, in the US, is it? Is it? Wait, the what? Like, like speedos, speedo. speedos, yeah. Like the Brazilian speedo, though. That's like yeah. kind of like a boxer brief, or no, the one no. that's just like proper. Speedo. Oh no, it's it's a speedo. Like banana hammock. It's a banana hammock. Yeah, yeah. that's what you call it. I really <laughs> like that name. <laughs> yeah. Would you I rock mean, it? Would you rock it? Well, I mean, yeah. Make the question very specific. Like, am I a yeah. fan of them, or am I okay with them around, <laughs> around, like being around me? Would you like, rock one in Europe? Yeah, if I was in the like like time and place, you know, yeah. time like if I was on a beach and was trying to catch some rays. Unfortunately, my body doesn't really tan anymore, so there's not really a purpose for me to be in a Speedo. In a banana um, Also, what a monopoly Speedo got by calling the like underwear swim trunks Speedo. by a brand name. That's a brand. Well, it's the same with Hoover. That's true. Hoover's a brand. From Britain, I think. Yeah, I think but wouldn't you call it, uh, like, you would also say vacuum, though. Yeah, we, did we say vacuum? Do you say only mm, Hoover? Yeah, no. We've got, oh, it's a very split table here. Yeah. We've got an Irishman saying yes, no, and an Englishman saying yes. Wow. That's how wars start. <laughs> <laughs> the, the old war of, uh, the, the vacuum war of <laughs> vacuum. 1967 was a pivotal moment uh, in, in our world's history. But yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, Speedos, man. They own, they own that space. Incredible work. Uh, we are, we Getting have, free advertising right now haven't paid us a single dime. We have like potentially um, a team day out this week if you're up for it. I did mention it the other day to like a swimming spot, like a lake or like a city swimming spot. If I, you fancy it. I went to, yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> There's a swimming spot. I'm going to be there <laughs> for sure. Um, I fear that in cities like this that the water doesn't move a lot when it probably gets really hot. So wherever you're diving into, if it's like natural, somebody just fell You know, if it's like a lake or or like some sort of waterway canal, like the water probably doesn't move quickly. I'll tell you what, I went to, um, I had a little tour around Paris this morning um, with my mum. I'm sorry, did, did anybody get the invite for the tour? Is <laughs> my mum yeah, I'm getting a, a unanimous no's no. from everyone. It was, a, it was a very small car. Um, and the, well, Oh, you were in a car? Yeah, like a Citroen, like an old Citroen. Like you rented it or like you pay for the tour and they take you yeah, around? Yeah, they like take you around in like a little really old, really, really old Citroen. That's sick. And it was fun. It's fun. Everyone takes pictures. Of, like you're going through the streets of Paris and everyone's taking pictures of you. In, well, not of you, but the car because it's like a very historic and famous model, apparently. Is it a convertible? Yeah, the roof comes off too, yeah. Oh. It was actually designed for farming, but now... Um, People uh, like to drive around it. Another free uh, segment for a car brand. We are just out here (laughs) chucking out free sponsorships today. (laughs) Do something the least bit cool and we will give you a free shout out on 
the oh. show? Uh, apparently, it's, it's compulsory for men to wear budgie smugglers in France. I have no idea what that word means. It's budgie smugglers. <laughs> yeah, what's budgie? It's a bird. Is it? <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Highly inappropriate, but very, very funny. And the fact that it's like required at some places. When I was at the House of Jumpman, free plug for them now, uh, <laughs> yesterday, I was asking them like, what do people do when it gets this hot? Because like, I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. And the unanimous decision has been like uh, buckets of rosé, like ice cold rosé mm. on a terrace somewhere is how you survive. And it's been like a friend of mine said that to me who lives here. And then more people started saying it to me on social media. And so I like tried to confirm that with this woman that was working there. And she's like, no, no, you just go to the lake. And I was like, where's the lake? She's like, uh, showed me where it was. She said, you just go there. And I looked and it's like a five and a half hour train ride. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like you just go there? Like you need a weekend to go to this lake. And it's I was like, day. I'm not going to... Well, it's five and a half hours to get there. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Five and a half yeah. hours back, that's yeah. a whole day. You've lost, like, you get there for, like, we're going for the sunset yeah. and then heading home. Gonna go see some budgie smugglers and then head yeah. home. I am worried about the heat, though. During the tournament? The tournament, no, I don't care about those people on the field. <laughs> this is, like... Just yourself? They're at the World Cup. They'll be fine. <laughs> they're playing in a knockout round match in a World Cup. I'm talking about myself. Like just the di pure discomfort. I've got all the storm shutters. You know, a lot of the old apartments in Paris have those storm shutters that can literally make your apartment pitch black for yeah, the entire yeah. day, 24 hours. Yeah. And I've got those closed from now. It's like I'm like That's in the world idea. prepping. That's a good idea. You've like stocked food. Yeah. Stocked cans canned food. Canned baked beans and like <laughs> cases of water uh, in the apartment in case I don't leave for a few days. So yeah, athletes are fine. We're out here surviving on the streets of Paris. Yeah. So it's 39 degrees. Yeah. Uh, big games today. Huge. USA versus Spain and Sweden versus Canada, which I think is going to be a great game. Which one of those do you think will be more competitive? I mean, obviously I think the easy one is Sweden, Canada, right? Yeah. Sweden, Canada has got to be. Spain just can't, they just can't seem to score goals. Yeah. They're attractive finish. style of play though. They're fun to watch. It should be yeah. a, a very technical game between the two teams. Yeah, they keep the ball really well, but in the final third, they're just not putting them away. So they really need to start scoring goals if they want to be, beat the States because, as we well know, they are very capable of scoring lots and lots of goals. I like that you say the States. The it's States. not a phrase that we use a lot. Is in it the not? States, no. Is it not? The States. No, we'll say like America or US, but like... But not the States. People abroad will call us the states. Why is that? Just all the states. Well, we decided to have fifty of them, so we had thirteen original colonies, and now we've got fifty states and some territories, like Puerto Rico and Guam. I did not know that was a thing. You didn't? No. Oh. I, maybe I had heard that before, but I didn't know it was like both of them, both of those. Yeah, yeah. So we've got all those, but yeah. Have you been to all of the states? No. Alaska. I mean, honestly, there's some states that I'm not that curious about. <laughs> I would love to go like on a cross-country uh, motorcycle trip or like yeah. an RV trip. You know who, you know who did that? Yeah, who? Ian Wright. So the did first it? time I didn't see Ian Wright for years, right? I hadn't heard his name in the U.S., like wasn't really connected to, to football mm. globally at that point. He had a TV show on in the U.S. where he went with like, not Hell's Angels, but like Bikers, Harley bikers Ian on Wright a trip this. across the country. Yeah. I did not know that. And the only reason I recognize is because he has that gold tooth. Yeah, he does. And <laughs> yeah. he has, has this like distinct accent. And I was like watching it, put it on the show. And then I ended up watching the whole series. But he's like camping in like campgrounds with like white biker dudes. When was this? Years, probably 10, 15 years ago that he did it. Oh. Like he wasn't really in the media then, but he had a TV show where he was 
crossing the country and on a motorcycle. Was he still a footballer? Was he finished? No, no, finished. Finished. finished yeah. If you could go on a motorcycle um, road trip with any footballers, you get to pick two. Who would they be? And it doesn't mean you have to know. Are them. we glamping or camping? No, you're camping. Okay. You're rough. You're rough in it. So you need somebody who can really. Like weather the storm with you. Somebody yeah. that's like up for the journey yeah. and not like too gonna, pretentious. The banter's is like, going to be high. Yeah. Um, well, that's a really, how, do you have any two off the top of your head? Like footballers? Yeah. Would you pick people that you already know though? Because it's going to be a bit of a rough trip. See, I don't know. I don't know too many like real personally. So it'd be a shot in the dark for me. But even then, like that was the whole point of like the Ian Wright thing is that he didn't know these, these people, they probably chatted, but then you're on the road with them. You're kind of stuck. You're forced to almost tear down the boundaries of like, whether you want to be friends with them or not, you're going to have to be for the next weeks. You know, you have to, you find a way almost like in, in a team to have to coexist with people when otherwise now that we're all adults, we can just not be around people. You don't want to be around for the most part, unless you're in like an office environment. But I don't know. I think it'd be fun to... Who's like a polarizing... Arsene Wenger? You take fun? Arsene Wenger yeah. on, a mot- on a motorcycle. He's like 70 years... He's like 70-something. Yeah. You'd, you'd end up carrying him around. <laughs> yeah, pulling him on like the side cart. And yeah, me on a motorcycle, him in the side cart. Yeah, exactly. That sounds amazing. Wenger <laughs> yeah. Did you see him with... Uh, did you see him in that photo of that charity match with him and Zidane? Yeah. Does Arsene Wenger eat? He looks like Mr. Burns. Yeah. Because he's tall. It's because yeah. he's tall. No, I wouldn't take him. But anyway, we, <laughs> we had a legend in the studio the other day. And she was actually... Um, you know what? Julie Foudy. I would take Julie Foudy on a motorcycle trip. She was pretty fun. And she's she, down to have a drink. And you've got to be able to decompress at the end of yeah, the night. You know? She was a good crack. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would definitely take Julie Foudy on a trip. And funny enough, she was here uh, in the podcast bunker with us the other day. And here it is. Football Inside Out by Copper Night. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify. And break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Julie, thanks for joining us. Pleasure. Down in the dungeon with us. It is a dungeon. (laughs) I've yet to get claustrophobic. That's good. I heard Heather O'Reilly had a bit of an issue. Yeah, she started to get a little flush and look like... uh, She had to exit quickly, huh? Yeah, yeah. the wall starts coming a little bit. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is she said that she didn't know she was claustrophobic until, until she was down she here. I was like, here? wow, yeah. we've now traumatized you <laughs> for life, which it's, isn't it's great. It's actually really cool with all the photos and the art. It's rad. We want to talk to you a little bit about controversies, how you manage group stages, all those types of things that happen throughout a tournament, all these things that are becoming themes so okay. far in this tournament. VAR, what are your thoughts on it so far? <sighs> equality is a hard thing sometimes, you know? It's like suddenly I'm like, I don't want equality. <laughs> no. no, I, uh, you know, I think it's the right move, obviously, to have it. But sometimes you're feeling like, God, it's awfully get. It just gets in the way sometimes. It slows things down. But in general, I think they've been good calls. Some of them, I think, are a little soft. And you're like, really? That was a penalty kick? Like the Norway game? I didn't really see a penalty in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like... It just feels like even 
Every set piece, the way things scrap in a box, if you were to VAR most of them, you're going to find something, right? If right, you go looking for right. it. Yeah. It's like, it's like when you go to the doctor and they're like, we want to take another scan. You're like, no, I don't really want another scan because you're just going to find more. Yeah. And, then, and then the more you dig, the more you find. Was um, there a single moment in your career that would have been different had there been VAR implemented? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> it's one that I have nightmares about really? still. Tell yes. us. Uh, 2000 Olympics final against Norway. It's tied 2-2. We come back. We should have beat them like 4-0. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> you can't uh, have VAR for that. Yeah. yeah. And then and that was just missed opportunities. And then um, <clears throat> they come back. I know they go up 2-1. to one. We come back in the very final minutes. Tiffany Milbert, the shortest player on the team, scores a goal, goes into extra time. And over time, and... Um, there's a, a ball that comes across, handball on Norway, clear handball. She brings it down with her hand, drops, slots it, game over. And I turned to the referee and I was like, what the hell? I was like, you're going to see that video and I hope you sleep well for the rest <laughs> of your goddamn life. <laughs> I like to swear. Do we, do we swear? You can yeah, swear as much as you want. Dial it up. I was like, you're not going to sleep for the rest of your fucking life. <laughs> yeah. And she just like looked at me like whatever. And and I was right. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. And that's how we lost the 2000 Olympics. And I'm I'm definitely over it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you never think uh, about yeah, it. Never, never think about I never it. Think about it. <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm sorry so I brought that up. I'm still angry yeah. about it. Yeah. But I never actually thought about it. If we had if we had VAR, like that would have been a different story because it was clear. You see, I mean, you could see it with your naked eye. I saw it in the middle of the game. Yeah. I was like, what? That's How wild. are you going to live with yourself? What do you think about um, linesmen being told to keep their flags yeah, down? Yeah, that's weird. The problem is they're supposed to just keep it down for plays that are kind of in the gray area. But yeah. it feels like they're keeping it down when they're five yards off, right? Yeah. And... And so you get all these late flags that just complicate things. But um, it's also such, such a false narrative for a fan who's on the other side that constantly sees chances coming because they can't see the line. And then you're just sort of like, it's like creating its own narrative within the match of drama that doesn't actually exist because that person's five steps offside. And, and how many times have we also seen where they, pu they put that line down, right? And mm. it's literally like a toe, yeah. a little toe right. that's offside. I'm like, you know, really, should we be calling that? Like, shouldn't we be just saying let's score goals? So I think technology has, as in social media and technology today, it has its pluses and its minuses. However, having said that, there is such a variance in refereeing sometimes still with the women's game, as, as we've seen from past World Cups, that I do think it's still a good call to have it. Yeah. Do you reckon like the far future there might not be even a, a person to ref on the pitch it will be all like a like a floating robot robot yeah well oddly enough the technology exists to eliminate referees for sure if you what? ever wanted to eliminate it oh you mean like a like just a the drone. tracking systems they're, they're gonna they, have they track... like 700 cameras they're just gonna get it from every angle yeah. the tracking systems are crazy now anyway that you can see via gps and satellites players movement on the pitch how fast they're running every single thing like you can't tell me a technology doesn't exist to like call offside yeah but it just it just gets, starts to get into the whole like user error is kind of a, a, a an interesting thing that's all part of the game. But let's talk about the group stages, managing group stages. You've been in plenty of them. Have you been through any that didn't start how 
you would have liked to losing maybe the first match and how do you adjust to that? There's such an art form to getting better as a tournament goes on. How important is the group stages? Yeah, let's see. Would yeah. you rather like peak, like peak, uh, like start strong as well or kind of start like just getting through, getting, getting those three points? Because Germany have scraped two wins. Right. But that might be a good thing. Um, I'm trying to think back uh, to a time when we struggled. <laughs> must be nice. God, I struggled to get out of my bed this morning. Struggle? And, yeah, did we ever struggle? <laughs> that sounds so yeah. bad. No, I don't mean so it like great, that. Though. I don't mean it like that. No, they're they're um Oh god, it's all so blurry, these all these World Cups. Uh, That's the beer. You know what's interesting is I remember more as a commentator, like my first thought went to and it wasn't a World Cup, but it was an Olympics in 2008, the US lost to Norway in that first game. And then they had to come back and beat him in like a quarterfinal, I think, to get through. And then they ended up winning the Olympics. But they started off with a loss, which is so unusual for us. So I think the hardest thing for a player, and especially this time around with the U.S. being in the last group, is to be is just you want to get that first game over with. Yeah. Right? You want a good start. You want to get players who maybe come in with, you know, okay confidence but you want to get him a little more confident i mean alex morgan hadn't scored and by her <laughs> this is what's so sad it's like she hasn't scored in three games what? <laughs> yeah. three or four games so for her to get five in her first game even when she put that one in early i was like oh that's the one player you want on the field getting a goal you want your middies getting getting in there and they they had five out of the midfield for the united states I mean, literally everyone get on, get, got in on that party with 13, so yeah. I would have even scored in a game like that. I don't, uh, don't want to ask this, but because we're talking about it. No one has been talking about what, this game. What, yeah, no, we were just talking about you, and you brought it up, so now I get to ask. Yeah. The excessive celebrating bother you, or you think it's... Yeah, it, it bothered me. Did it? It did. Mm -hmm. Not like it... You know, like for the, okay, so there's two different things that get lost in the same conversation at home. I think running at the score is not a problem for me. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not my problem that Thailand is the weaker team. So, and it's goal differential. It's not a friendly. If that's a friendly, that's a very different story, totally. as you know well, Heath, right? Yeah. If it's eight, seven, you're like, okay, let's just keep it. But it's the, it's it's the World Cup, and you know, and you know, Sweden's going to try to score fourteen. Come in. And yeah. like the last thing you want is to go. We stopped at nine because we felt bad for them, and then Sweden scores ten, and you're like, wait, what? They didn't yeah. feel bad for them, so we get punished for that. So no, you're going to score. But at thirteen, with Alex Morgan's fifth goal, when the whole team is doing a dance on the sideline, swag surfing. That's at, what was that? What they were doing? Yeah, the, I don't even. I know. think that's the swag surfing. Is that what it's I'm swag. Yeah, I'm surfing. Yeah, yeah, it's like a dance that, <laughs> that you like, do in like really? lines. Like, that seems excessive. And it's not that I'm saying you shouldn't celebrate. I, I'm all for Mal Pugh with her first goal, right? And, but Megan Rapinoe sliding in at nine, yeah. right? It just seems too much. It's like, come on, this isn't your first rodeo. Y you can celebrate, but you don't need to be at 13 doing a whole team choreographed <laughs> dance on the <laughs> sideline. That's excessive to me. And I get a lot of heat on that. I'm like, I, I don't get it. Like, what? That's sportsmanship. And I, I, it's not saying I'm not proud of, of what they did. It's just like, okay, simmer right. down. 
it's one thing to excessive celebrating, but to not celebrate and be oh, like, oh, absolutely. You know, and you're going to celebrate, yeah. right? Which is, the, I don't think that's the argument. The argument is like, at what level is the like team choreographed on the side? Like, yeah. Celebration. <laughs> Starting to wave in the crowd. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. It's like, okay, I got you. <laughs> right. right. Like celebrate, but like, do we need the whole team doing a choreographed dance on the sideline? Would no. you have felt uncomfortable if that was oh, your team? I would have been like, what the hell are you doing <laughs> on the field? I would have been like, no, we're not doing this. Like celebrate. But like we don't need to be doing this. This is too much at 13. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and they kept cutting away to like the crying baby in the studio. Yeah, no, that's that so one, awful. No, that was, that's so awful. That was bad. Like, uh, it's oh, like humanizing God. the moment of just like foot on the throat of somebody. You're just like, oh, it's just all so and, real. And I get it. You get lost in the moment, and there's ex- and, and of course you want to be celebrating. Like Alex' interview with me the next day was like, I'm going to be celebrating Mallory Pugh scoring her first goal, and I'm like, yeah, you should be. But yeah. then there's that. Yeah. The difference is now in a, in a long month or two month long camp versus when you were playing in terms of how do you stay sane when you're sort of locked away for now you can just finger scroll yeah. Instagram all day long. But like, how, how did you distract yourself? How did you just stay sane through all of these super long camps? Were you a reader, music? Did you stay yeah. focused on the game? Did you escape from it? We always had a um, we always had a common room, so a suite that the you know that was part of the team's uh, room block, and it had food, a lot of good food. It had you know like every snack yeah. you wanted. That's changed over time, yeah. by the way. It's it like had, all healthy because stuff we didn't have all the electronics, yeah. right? Yeah. So we had like you know a tracks or no, <laughs> we had you know VHS tapes, we had movies, we had um, we had games tons of board games and cards. So, I mean, that's the thing, the pluses and minuses of social media that my generation talks about a lot is, you know, would we have been the same team with all that social media? I mean, one, it puts you on your screen all the time. So you're constantly buried in that rather than on a bus, you're talking or this common room, this is where we lived, right? We all would go in and gather and it was very communal. And so it's an interesting argument because I, I definitely get, and I sound like I'm so old school, right? But I definitely get the power of technology in that. But it also is very isolating and draws people to their screens rather than talking with each other, which I think is a huge part of team chemistry is just that time, right? And, and the other part of it that drives me nuts is you, you have to be, as a modern day athlete, well, you don't have to be, but so many are, and especially in the women's game, if you want to make a living, you have to be consumed in your brand and how many followers and what am I posting? And you have to stay on top of it. And a lot of them are talking about not wanting to be consumed in that. But there's part of you that also realizes you have to be because this is your window. Right. And I'm not making money that much money still. I mean, with the women's team, it's different. But there's a lot of players, right? Like, this is it. And this is when I got to capitalize. And, and that's a hard balance. It's consuming and energy draining. What was it like for you once? Um... And thank God I didn't have it because <laughs> it would have been a lot of bad singing, yeah. <laughs> a lot of drunk nights in bars. No one wants to see that. Brandy might, getting might naked. <laughs> <laughs> That's Brand- a different story. Yeah. Brandy likes to get naked a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, I th- I think that's it. Thank you so much for these honest answers. This is an insight that uh, our audience would love to hear. Do I need to bring like some sun lamps in for you guys? Yeah. Yes, you please. Think? That would be great. That would be fantastic. <laughs> some vitamin D and yeah, milk. Maybe some greens. 
They have a little hatch sometimes that they open up and throw questions. Yeah, down. yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much. Getting flushed, but we're fine. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Copper ninety football inside out. So she was wicked. Yeah, she was so much fun. Really fun. Yeah, she would come on my motorbike trip for sure. Yeah, she's she's the kind of person that I would listen to on a regular basis talk because she's just interesting and she's not so guarded that she's willing to sort of just be herself. Yeah, I think she's like, she's just comfortable with herself, isn't yeah. she? So she just like, she doesn't, it's not that she doesn't care about what people think of her opinions because she does because she gives them, but she's, uh, she's not comfortable with like correcting herself, but she's comfortable enough to tell people what she's thinking straight I mean, she, up yeah. it's cool she's one of the greatest players ever from the US yeah former captain like one of the biggest legends and she's equally as comfortable as a television host now so she's sort of like the Alexi Lawless that we have where people associate them with their greatness on the pitch for the US but as much or more so now as sort of personalities in the sport and around the game. Like people know them as the TV personalities. So they're mm. just because they've sort of built themselves up as, as sort of like uh, top level personalities and analysts in, in the US. So like she's very, very comfortable. I want to go have a beer with her, I yeah. think. Or, or four. Or four, <laughs> yeah. What she was saying about social media was interesting. That she's happy it didn't exist when she was playing because she would have been maybe a bit... I mean, she put it in a funny way, but maybe a bit terrified of like what would have actually been captured on people's phones, etc. Are you happy that you kind of skipped that generation of things as well? At times, I wish I had social media because I was sort of thrown out of my club when I was playing in Germany. And the club went and kind of gave the story to Build, which is like the big tabloid in Germany. Um, what was the story? It was just that they were like getting rid of me for like attitude reasons and stuff. Okay, and I was okay. never going to play for the club again. Three months later, I played for the club again, by the way. <laughs> After they made a statement to the newspaper, published it, said he will never play a game again. They retracted that. We're like, he's had a really great attitude. We uh, lately, we've <laughs> given him a second chance. But it was just, Suckers. yeah, like that was my biggest issue is that now, like, yeah, you still have like in Spain, the tabloids. In England, you have tabloids that have now become a lot more known as tabloids because you have access to getting information in so many other places that you can sort of kind of see other opinions. Mm. Players and athletes have their own brands and voices. So if they as a club were going to say that about me when social media existed in a certain way, I can say, here's what I think and be able to reach all those same people that are curious to know instead yeah. of it being like, well, they've said it and there's no way for me to go unless me go to the newspaper and give them an inside scoop, right? Yeah, like yeah. you give them behind the curtain, which is even more like of a betray of a club uh, than you publishing it yourself. That's the one thing that I, I wish that I had had during sort of like controversial moments of my career. So you disagree with what, with what they said to the, to the newspapers? Oh yeah, totally, yeah. totally. I mean, they were just basically like, oh, your, your attitude wasn't like, they basically said that he had a bad attitude. He says he doesn't want to be here anymore. And so he's not going to play here anymore. And there was never that discussion. Like we right. went on a mid-season training camp, came out of it. We were supposed to do a check-in. My agent, the club, we're supposed to do a check-in about where things stand. Like, is it best for me to, uh, like, what are their plans for me? Is it best for me to make a move? I wasn't exactly happy in the city at that point, those types of things. And when we came back from that training camp, they were like, yeah, no, we are done here. Literally, the story was out by the next morning. And there was a picture of me sitting with, like, my stuff. Right, right, right. I and it's, like, say, me not actually with my stuff because my stuff didn't leave my locker. But there was a photo that they had captured of me from, like, way before that of me sitting with, like, a bag of something. 
it was basically like kicked out of the club and it's like me with looks like I've been like literally kicked out of my house. Right, yeah. And you could tell it was all choreographed in a way that was like give them giving them the first like release of all this yeah, so fo- they could the control photo, the narrative. The photo wasn't even relevant to no. the story. Basically. And they controlled the narrative by doing that, right? It's like give and take with the tabloid that that's that that big and it was a regional newspaper. It's a national newspaper, but we were in a regional office of that mm. that was made just for like northeast Germany. Yeah, um, yeah, because ta- tabloids are a bit scary like that when they get when they paint a picture. It's all obviously very one sided, and you're not going to get both sides of the story. So you also become the bad guy like overnight, and then the fans are like, "Well, fuck you! If you don't want to be here, then go away." And it's like it's hard to turn up and play on a pitch when you have been sold as this bad guy, but you know there's so much going, there's so much else going on rather than this like singular story. Yeah, and you're just a person. You don't speak the language yet, and now all these people have turned against you, and you just feel very, very alone. And that, in that case, I would love to be able to have a place for a statement. But otherwise, I agree with social media that sort of it's hard to control, and there is every, it's a great thing until it's a bad thing. Yeah. When it's a bad thing, it's a really bad thing. You always you know? forget watching players that some shit might be going on in their lives. Like You're like, fucking, I was playing shit today. Like, why? Always playing shit this week, why? And it, but it actually might turn out, you know, he's a, he's a real person or she's yeah. a real person and they might have stuff going on in their lives. I remember watching one player, I can't remember who it was, someone in the Premier League and like a bunch of people were giving him, giving him shit for not having a good game or something. And it like, it turned out that his dog had died like that day. And I was just like, you know what? That probably really affected him. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. just saying. He's but, a human like everyone else. Yeah, and everybody's got complications with like relationships, their yeah. family. It could be your dog. It could be some people are going to school. Like the, we all have just all these normal things that we do that cause us stress. They say when you drive your car, your body uh, goes through stress. Right. Like stress really? reactions. People go like, like people that end up having like heart problems when they're older, they go like, well, were you stressed? And they go, no, I mean, I, not really. Like, I, di- I didn't really have a job or anything like that. And then they go on to explain what stress is. It's not like I've got a, a, like a deadline, like that type of like stress that's on like in the forefront of your mind. Mm. Stress is like every time you drive a car, your 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 body is going through stress. Every time you exercise, you're putting your body through stress. Right. Like stress is a completely different. The interpretation of the word stress is completely different than like when we're stressed for something. Like you have a deadline to meet or you have a job to do that you're not prepared for or something like that or something looming like an anxiousness versus what stress actually is on your body and your mind that makes sense yeah. that makes sense okay we have we have another package this time we're going to hear from Fridolina Rolfo Football Inside Out by Copper 90 I'm Fridolina Rolfo and yeah at the moment I'm playing for Bayern Munich but right now I'm having my focus on the World Cup so I started to play football when I was five six years old Um actually in a small village and then I was playing there for many years till I moved to the to the city and then I started playing uh, with women. I was lucky because my um, the club where I was playing had a, a team for girls so I was lucky but I was actually playing a lot of football with the boys in school. Uh, I was actually injured um, for four years ago when I was in Canada so for me, this is a really big thing because I've been looking forward for playing World Cup in so many years now. Of course, it's an honor to play uh, for your club too, but for the national team, it's something bigger. Like you're representing your country. It's, I cannot even explain it. It's something bigger. And it's also like you're not doing it every day. Like your club, you're playing 
games every week, but with the national team, you're not doing it that often. And for me, that's that's a special feeling to put on your your like your um, jersey and your colors that is representing your country so for me it's a really big thing <laughs> i was actually when i was younger it's so funny because normally you dream about being a football player but i was actually writing you know in a book when you could write write about your dream job and then i was uh, uh, writing tv expert i think that's actually really weird <laughs> it's not the typical <laughs> typical work you're dreaming of having but yeah I became a football player and I guess that was even better but I didn't know that you could be a professional football player when I was younger it's hard to explain what football meant to me like for me it's it's everything um, like I cannot imagine having a life without football so um, I've been learning so much like I've been meeting so great pl- uh, players and also humans so I've been learning like being in the team and taking care of other people and talking to trainers and oh, I, I don't even know how to explain it I've been traveling a lot and seeing new places and um, yeah I think that will be the best like the traveling parts and meeting so many new people and doing the thing I love the whole time really interesting yeah, Fridolina Rolfo. That was good. Thanks. She that plays for Wolfsburg, um, and she's going to be playing in today's game against Canada. Um, guess what? I've got a day in numbers for you. Okay. You ready for it? Yeah. Uh, 9.5. Um, 9.5 is a percentage. Mm-hmm. The percent of American Oh, sorry, it's not a percentage. Here. It's not a percentage. No. Okay, it's an average. Yes. Of offsides per game. No, because refs are just... We don't How can even you have, have half There's no way to measure it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. Uh, that was your final answer. Unfortunately, <laughs> you got to stick to it. Uh, each team took an average of nine and a half shots for every goal scored during the group stages. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. We can have half shot. Yeah, which averages out, doesn't it? So, yeah. yeah, that does make sense. Uh, 17. Um, again, is it a percentage? Uh, no. Number of VAR reviews made during the group stages. 17. It felt like so much more than 17. I mean, 17 is a lot still. Like, how many were there? Like, I don't know. It's a waste of chatting right now. Uh, 50%. <laughs> we only do fun stats on yeah, this show. Yeah. Um, average. This one's actually really good. Really, really good. Is it average possession? Because that would be no. crazy. <laughs> uh, by the end of the England and Scotland's final group matches, exactly yeah. 50%. Of potential viewers in the UK, which is 30.142 million people, had watched at least one minute of the World Cup. So 50% of all potential viewers have watched at least one minute of the World Cup. That is really interesting. And the other 50%... Uh, but that's it. That's all for today. This is another episode of Football Inside Out. We will be back tomorrow. So make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed it, leave us a review. We love reviews. Every day I check back in to see how many more reviews there are. And they're slowly ticking upwards. Also, subscribe to the newsletter. Head to copa90.com forward slash WC19 and click or tap on the Copa90 France daily to sign up. Get in touch with us as well because we'd love to hear from you. We do love Fan mail, footballinsideout at copa90.com. We'd love to share your thoughts and tweet us using the hashtag, hashtag copa90insideout. Bye. Bye. This is a We Are Great production for Copa90.